0: We finally cover NBA free agency. What's next for Northwestern football? John Morant's lawyers are claiming that he was acting in self-defense with the incident from last year. What's going on with Alvin Kamara, Georgia Sports, and the Saquon Barkley deal? And why are all these analysts on Zion's case? All this and more on this Friday episode of Jake's Take. Let's go. What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Solomon at Jake's Take Podcast, at Jake 14 Join me later on for Christie's Corner is my co host, Christine. You can follow her on Instagram and TikTok at underscore 0 And as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network at Variety Sport. You're home for all sports and different forms of varieties. I just realized we have not talked about free agency yet. I know it's crazy free agency, feel like it was so long ago. So we're going to take some time and go into it. I love free agency. I feel like free agency in all sports is so exciting because you have the teams who are going to do whatever it takes to make a splash. Then you're going to have the teams who are going to overpay for players. Then you have teams who are just going to do something or really nothing, like the Pelicans. But anyway, I feel like with this right now, we have a lot to discuss when it comes to with our free agents, especially when it comes to the small market. So first and foremost, one free agent that remains unsigned, Kelly Oubre Jr. Now, he's been pretty solid for the Charlotte Hornets. So it was a bit surprising to see him not get re-signed by anyone right now. Now, it's still early because free agency just started a few weeks ago. But still, I was a bit surprised to see that he hasn't gotten any interest right now. Another thing, obviously, you know, we discussed this too, has been the trades, You know, Marcus Smart is now in Memphis. Grant Williams is now in Dallas. They really think that they are going to be able to win. And it's weird, you know, but at the same time, they also want to make sure that they keep Jalen Brown and Justin Tatum in Boston. You know, Isaiah Mobley re signed and he could be a big asset there. Chris Milleton opted out and he's, you know, back with the Milwaukee Bucks. And then you've also got Najee Marshall, very underrated piece for the New Orleans Pelicans coming back. Same with Cody Zeller coming back. Herb Jones is locked up. I was so excited for that. You know, he declined his player option and they brought him to an extension. Herb is going to obviously splurge and go fishing because Herb is very cheap, but he's thrifty. So it's okay. But then you also have some players that, like we said, you know, remain unsigned, unsigned. And you also have some players too that, Are you know making some big strides as well? You know, for the New York Knicks, they obviously signed Dante DiVincenzo and they're now going to be called the Villanova Knicks because they represent three stars from Villanova. And I know one of my friends has said that, oh, McCall Bridges is next. No, that's not the case. Cam Johnson is back in Brooklyn after he was traded there. And then, really, with this, I'm more concerned because obviously, you know, we talked about Jordan Poole and he got traded. And the Gordon State Warriors were able to also bring back Draymond Green, which is big. But I think what I'm more concerned about is that the Los Angeles Lakers have been able to bring back a lot of their key free agents. Where did they get all this money from? You know, not only are they bringing back Rui Hachimura, and they're also bringing back D'Angelo Russell, but they brought in Jackson Hayes. And now I know that's not like a really big loss for the Pelicans because... They brought in Cody Zone and they'll find another forward or center to bring in. But with this, it was just kind of, you know, all right, well, why are they doing that, especially after all the smack he's talked? And then you also get and Prince there, Austin Reeves, who signed f- for four years there. Like we said, D'Angelo Russell. You lose Dennis Schroeder. But then you get, obviously a player to, like, Gabe Vincent That was a bit surprising here. So really with this, I think it's, you know, pretty important to see really what happens as well. But right now, you know, it's an exciting time for the NBA free agency. Now, did any of our small market teams make any splashes? Not really. I mean, DeJounte Murray signed a max, so he's still going to be around. You know, Charlotte Hornets haven't really done much. The Pelicans haven't done much. I mean, they did you know, something big to get her back. And then with the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, trading for Marcus Smart is pretty big, especially with John Morant out for a while, more on John later. But I think with this, you know, they didn't really do a lot. And this is also the thing with free agency too, is that you're not going to look at your small market teams in the South and say, Oh yeah, let me go there. You want to get paid. You want to make a good amount of money you also want to be in the limelight. But right now, our four teams in the South are, in a sense, going to be much better and will still take some time to, you know, improve. So I think right now, you know, with it being early, I could see our small market teams still making some splashes. But then you also have teams like the Houston Rockets who overpaid for Dylan Brooks or might have overpaid for Fred Van Fleet. That's what you have to kind of look into With free agency, you're going to have some teams that overpay. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. You know, you've got some solid players as well who, you know, are still on the market. You know, Christian Wood's still there. But I know some people have talked about how he can kind of be a little hard to work with. Trenton Watford was a bit of a surprise release there. And then you also have P.J. Washington, who is still very much available. So you have players who are available But I also feel like you're trying to make so many splashes. You know, the Cavaliers got Max Struess in the sign and trade. So this is where you also look to see, you know, what could happen as well and just kind of say, you know, hey, is it really worth us making a splash or should we make these minimal deals? Because sometimes it's better to underpay a really great player than overpay someone. Because who knows, what if Dylan Brooks isn't as good as advertised in Houston? Now, moving on to our next point, which is in regards to Northwestern football team. Now, obviously, Christy and I had talked about how Pat Patria was fired with the case in regards to hazing, and it was claimed that he did know what was going on. But I also feel like with this, too, though, we have so much more information that we don't really have. Now, yes, it sucks because we have to have someone who, you know, lost a job. But at the end of the day, you know, they had to make the decision that was best for them. Now, the first question that many people are asking is who would be the next coach at Northwestern? And apparently Ed Ogeron has been floated around as an option. I don't know why, because I feel like he's, you know, just enjoying his retirement and they just paid him a boatload of money. ESPN also just released an article stating that, you know, Willie Fritz from Tulane would be a great option. Matt Campbell from, uh, from Iowa State. Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese just got to Alabama. He's not ready to be a head coach. Come on. And Chris Creighton, Derek Mason, Jeff Munkin from Army, um, Ken Neomatololo, who used to work, who used to be the coach at Navy, Charles Huff, former Alabama assistant, David Shaw, maybe a long shot or David Brom. But really, with this too, I mean, you have a lot of different options or opportunities. And then you also have to say, you know, what's going to happen with Pat Fitzgerald? Will he get another coaching opportunity? You know, maybe in the next few years. I mean, right now, I feel like it's just too early. You know, I think with it, you know, a lot of stuff just happens when it comes to hazing and, you know, it makes things look pretty bad for him which is definitely, you know, frustrating for sure. But still, I mean, I really hope he gets another opportunity here. I think it would be, you know, pretty good to see him get another, you know, chance and then just kind of atone for what happened because maybe he didn't know what was going on. And really, with this, you know, there's a lot that we might not know. Now, will this lower hazing in football? I don't really know. I mean, I feel like with this, you know, everyone's going to, handle things differently. And everyone's going to take, you know, a different support mechanism or a different way of thinking things through in a certain way. So we'll just kind of have to see there. But I also think with this, you know, I definitely think it should lower hazing, I think with this as well, you know, it's really just important to see what happens because you know, these are just kids. Now, is this similar to any situations before? You know, maybe. I mean, DJ Durkin was fired really quickly after he had that heat stroke incident a few years ago. But I think with this, you know, the Big Ten needs to kind of be aware. I mean, even college football all around needs to be aware of what's going on in regards to hazing and what's going around in regards to, you know, people being sensitive when it comes to college football. Now, moving on to our next point, which is in regards to the city of Memphis and their point guard. Now, I'm not talking about Javon Quinterly, who just announced that he was going to be transferring to Memphis. I don't like the move. I think it's ridiculous. I think he should stay at Alabama. But I can understand it because, you know, they just got a bunch of players out of the transfer portal. No, it's in regards to John Morant and his lawyers making him claim that he was acting in self-defense during the pickup game where he potentially beat up not even potentially where he beat up a 17 year old the 17 year old is now 18 at the time now my question with this is are we serious you know you're gonna make jaw act like he was doing it in self-defense apparently there is this liability under the state stand your ground law which allows people who feel threatened at their homes to act with force in certain situations Apparently the young man threw a basketball at Jaw, Jaw responded by attacking him. Now, I don't think this is necessarily right because in my opinion, this is really ridiculous. Hey, you know, let me go ahead and hurt this guy. And I don't really like this. Now, I think with this, it goes on to some more questions of, you know, was Jaw's suspension long enough? Should it be longer? Is Jaw gonna learn anything? You know, you bring in Marcus Smart to basically mentor. Ja Morant, but Jaw has just been doing ridiculous stuff recently, you know, he's trying to act like somebody he's not, and he's also just, you know, being someone who I don't even think he knows what he's doing, so that's what my concern is with Ja Morant, I think at the end of this, you know, right now, he just needs to learn, but I'm also more annoyed with what Taylor Jenkins is doing, because Taylor Jenkins hasn't really done anything, he's just kind of sitting there and saying, oh yeah, well, you know, we suspended Jaw from team activities but really with this I just kind of think it's a little insane in my opinion you know you look at it and it shows that Ja is doing stuff but Ja's not doing stuff at the right time you know he just needs to grow up he needs to be the franchise player because once again what does this mean for the fans of the NBA and the city of Memphis if you have a player who isn't you know acting mature and he's making millions of dollars he stated that he wants to be a billionaire by the time, I believe he's 30. He's on his way there. But he's losing endorsements. He's losing trust. And I feel like his teammates are just mad. You know, right now, you don't have Dylan Brooks anymore, who you can put the blame on. If John ja messes up, Ja messes up. And this team can do fine without John ja Morant. But also remember, they traded away Tyus Jones. And now they got Marcus Smart. If jaw can't play marcus smart will be fine because marcus smart is a former defensive player of the year match him up with jaron jackson but at the end of the day jaw just needs to grow up i think it's really ridiculous that he's claiming he was acting in self-defense because what if he wasn't what if he actually was pissed off at this kid and hit him this could be jail time and this could be you know another suspension that adam silver gives john moran And it's Friday, which means that it's time for Christy's Corner. Strap in and take a listen as Christy goes over some hot takes for the NFL and really what's going on with Georgia, because right now, there's just more and more stories coming. As always, the floor is yours, Christy.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Christy's Corner. This week, we have a lot of football drama, I guess I would call it, and yes, Georgia is still a point we're talking about but the first story we're going to talk about is Alvin Kamara and we still don't have a whole lot out of the NFL on any action that they are going to take. So on Tuesday Alvin took a plea deal and he pleaded no contest to charges in his involvement in the 2022 fight in Vegas and this actually involved a couple NFL players so he was originally faced with one misdemeanor and one felony charge all kind of like battery assault those kinds of charges so he accepted the plea deal basically so they could drop the felony charge so he has a couple things going for him in regards to being suspended by the NFL which has not happened yet basically The NFL has a policy that if you're in violation involving criminal assault or battery, you are subject to at least six game suspension. Now taken right from the NFL website in parentheses next to all that says felony, which his felony charge was dropped. So that's, Uh, positive for him. Also, the NFL looks at previous history and he does not have any previous assault charges. So that's boding well for him as well. Now, the thing people are questioning is just sort of the NFL using Alvin Kamara as kind of the poster child for what not to do. So a lot of people are thinking that he may be suspended just to say, hey, you can't go out and be assaulting people and not expect to get in trouble. Doesn't matter who you are. So I think the NFL is waiting for that final court case to happen to see the charges that come legally. And then I think we're gonna hear what the NFL decides to do with this case. But we also have another player and a whole school involved in a legal issue. So Jalen Carter and Georgia are being sued. This time they are being sued by Victoria Bowles, who was actually a survivor of the fatal crash that killed a Georgia player and someone who worked for the team. So she is suing UGA Athletic Association and Jalen Carter for negligence. So if you'll remember, LaCroix was driving the car. She worked with Georgia. Um, and the negligence part comes from the UGA Athletic Association because LaCroix had four previous speeding tickets, two of which were deemed super speeder in the state of Georgia, which basically she was driving at reckless speeds. So Victoria is saying, why was she given these privileges and giving this team SUV to drive when they knew that she had all of these charges two of them including excessive speeds and the night of the crash she was intoxicated so I can definitely see this case going through and seeing her winning this now for Jalen Carter's part she's saying that he left the scene without speaking to law enforcement so basically once it happened he didn't like run and leave the scene but he didn't stay and talk to anybody as a witness And this is actually the second lawsuit for both Jalen Carter and Georgia. The first one was from the victim's father. I just think Georgia is a mess right now. I'm thinking that this was the first incident and they haven't gotten over this and haven't been able to handle this well and they keep getting themselves in trouble and it's really sad. And you guys know I'm an Alabama fan. But I am going to say Georgia was building a dynasty, and it would be really sad if they fall and crumble because of things that don't even involve football, but just how they're handling their program overall. They have to do better, and something needs to change, and I think it needs to change fast. But on to some lighter-hearted drama, I still think it's drama, is Saquon Barkley's contract update. So, he has publicly stated he still wants to be with the Giants, but there's a lot of things that have to happen for that to work. So in just a few days, the franchise-tagged players have to reach their long-term deals. I think the cutoff is July 17th. So the Giants did actually offer him a contract extension before the tag was placed on him, and he called it undesirable. Saquon wants more than $14 million his tag is worth 10.9 million. So the contract extension that the Giants had offered him before the tag was worth 13 million with 26 million over the first 2 years. So obviously It's just below what he wants, so we're literally playing with numbers right now, but I mean he just wants to know that the team thinks he's worth it. Obviously he thinks he's worth it, and he said he is considering a week one holdout, so that would be interesting, especially since their first game is against Dallas. So we'll keep you updated with that. All right, don't jump all over me for this next point, but I'm not sure if you saw, but Tampa actually came out with some new jerseys. They're not new; they have been around, so I guess we can call them throwback jerseys. But they're being called their cream sickle jerseys. And as cheesy as this sounds, I love them. I love the look of them. I think they're super fun. It's something different. Um, They've been called a fan favorite, so I think the fans are really excited for these to come back. We saw them in 1976 to 96, and then they came back in 2009 to 2012. They were actually supposed to be out last year, but because of supply chain demands, they had to slow that process down. So they will be out this year. And it would be cool to see more teams follow this and do some vintage jerseys, especially with these like pastel looking colors. I think they look really cool. It just kind of changes things up and obviously gives the fans more things to buy. Who doesn't want more jerseys? One, I would really like to see do something in Seattle because I love their colors. I think they could play with those and create something really cool. And finally, we have been ending with our free agency check-in and we do have some news. So Dalvin Cook hasn't signed anywhere yet, but he did turn down the Dolphins' latest contract. I don't know the numbers of that, but obviously wasn't what he wanted or is not where he wants to be. Um, And then we have DeAndre Hopkins. So the Bills are really interested in him, but they won't increase their offer. So if he gets one bigger than that, obviously he's not even going to think about the Bills, unless that's somewhere he really wants to be. And then some football analysts really think that Saquon Barkley, who we just talked about, and then Josh Jacobs actually with the Raiders will sign with their prospective teams before that July 17th deadline, which would be interesting because it's going to free up that free agency spots for Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins and give them, I guess, more fighting power, you could call it. And last, we have to do a contract shout-out to our boy from Alabama, and Williams. He was one of my favorite players ever. He just secured a contract extension for four years worth $96 million. This is the second largest for a defensive tackle in the NFL, and he will be guaranteed $66 million. So we are so proud of him, especially, you know, with Jalen getting his big contract. It's just so exciting to see all these players succeed in the NFL. And that's all I have for you today, and we'll be back again next week. Bye!
0: As always, thank you so much for that wonderful insight, Christy. It's so great to hear that Quentin Williams did get that great pay for him. I feel like it's definitely so deserved. I mean, he's worked so hard, and I love hearing about our players who get these opportunities to get their pay. It's just terrific. Now, in regards to these alternate uniforms, I'm down with them. I say we, you know, definitely get a chance for them to have them more often i mean i think it would be very terrific to see more alternate uniforms i know that the patriots have brought back the red uniforms so i say you know let's just go for it as well and hopefully you know georgia gets it together because right now it's not really looking like they are but here's to the future But moving on to our last point, it's in regards to Zion Williamson. Now, obviously, as many of you know, I'm a big New Orleans Pelicans fan. I love the Pelicans. I grew up two hours from New Orleans. And it's just, you know, great to see what they've been able to do recently. However, I think with this right now, he's been under a lot of criticism recently. And I don't know really how to feel about this. The reason why is because everyone is putting him under a microscope. Now, I understand, you know, it's... He's the number one pick. He hasn't played a lot of games. But it's also a similar situation where they had that with Joe Allen Beat and Owen always really had a thing. Now people are talking about should he develop a jump shot. He's more well known for his presence in the paint, which makes him so terrific. So I can understand that. But then Larry Nance said that, you know, he has a jump shot, which is pretty good. And, you know, they've also mentioned, you know, How about his weight and diet? And that's something, too. You know, remember, he's just a kid. He's still learning, and he's going to figure it out. It seems like he really wants to play. But the past few months have been hard on him. You know, with the whole Mariah Mills situation and being hurt and then almost being back and then not being back, it's just been really tough for him. So hopefully, you know, things get a little bit easier for him. But I feel like they just need to, you know... Be a little less hard on him. I feel like right now the media is just always in the impression that Zion doesn't want to be there. Zion doesn't want to do this. Zion doesn't want to do this. And it gets annoying. You know, let the kid have some fun. Let him play. You put him under a microscope. It's annoying. You know, there are other players on New Orleans. No one talks about Brandon Ingram. No one talks about Herb Jones. Nobody talks about CJ McCollum. No one talks about Trey Murphy. Oh, but let's talk about Zion because Zion is eating this or Zion is doing this. It gets annoying. And, of course, you know, when you ask for players' advice or coaches' or analysts' advice, of course you're going to ask Kendrick Perkins, who for some reason was not fired, but 20 other people were. It's just really frustrating in my opinion. I think with this, you know, it's just a giant mess. And I know that they're trying to be easier on him, but I don't think they are. So just cut him some slack. He's learning, he's gonna get it better. I mean, how many 22, 23 year olds know about healthy eating? Exactly, so why is it that you have to do that with Zion? He's gonna figure it out, he'll get there eventually, just cut him some slack. That that was gonna do on this Friday episode of Jake's Take, as always, thank you so much for all the love and support. We couldn't have done it without y'all, we couldn't have been creating all this content without y'all's support. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, at Jake's Jake Podcast. My personal Instagram, jakesil 14. Or my personal Twitter, at Soaked by Jake. As always, you can follow Christy on Instagram and TikTok at ChristyMirrie underscore double zero. This is sponsored by Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sport underscore. You're home for all sports and different forms of variety. Drop a like, drop a follow, subscribe, share this with your friends, help us out. It's truly been great being able to create content for y'all over the summer. And as always, you can find this episode on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music. We're basically on all podcast platforms. And as always, as always, we will see you on Tuesday with our another episode. But until then, continue to be great. Be the best version of you you can be. Be a light in this world. Remember, the world is still a very scary and very interesting place, and it needs our help. And as always, we will see and hear from you all later. Take care.